This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Soundgarden on Rock 102. Should change the name of that song to Won't You Cam. What does that mean? Because Cam Newton left. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, won't, won't you won't you cam? I, it could be a question mark afterwards or a, a exclamation point. Nah, he's gonna <clears throat> he's gonna be fine. Don't you worry about a thing. Kind of a surprise. Uh, a little bit of a surprise, but when you when you think about what Mac Jones has been able to do in mm. a short period of time, mm. maybe it's not all that surprising after all. But you still got to ask why. And I'm reading some very interesting stuff. On this uh, internet thing that people are talking about. Yes, so uh, so Cam Newton is out. Mac Jones is in. Maybe we'll spend a few minutes uh, talking about that. Maybe. Or the whole show. I was going to say, how about the whole show? <laughs> That's a possibility, too. It's 535 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550. And Bachman Turner Overdrive on Rock 102. Oh, by the way, <clears throat> it's going to rain. And we're supposedly... Going to get a lot of rain, maybe up to six inches, starting around noon today, uh, ending around noon tomorrow. And there you go. There you go. That's a lot of rain. It is a lot of rain. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Steve and Nick of the Rock Roto Didn't I just say to you guys yesterday we don't do enough stories about David Allen Coe? I thought that was two weeks ago. but I thought it was David Allen Greer. Uh, no. I thought it was Rodney Allen Rippey. Legendary outlaw country singer David Allen Coe is now going to be called David Allen COVID because <laughs> he was hospitalized for COVID-19. He's 81 years old Ooh. and hmm. is being treated with oxygen, vitamins, and uh, intravenous feeding. His condition is said to be improving, and he's not intubated. Uh, in On August 20th, it was announced that all of his August and September shows are canceled. I also hear that, uh, that Gene Simmons of KISS has got the COVIDs. Oh, boy. Then that's yeah. him and Paul Stanley. Gee, did he lick anything? This uh, this old guy is still doing shows? Yeah. Well, not this week. 81 years old, huh? Well, hmm. a lot of them just want to do what they love till the day they die. Well, sounds like it's coming. Jamie Spears is asking for $2 million in exchange for exiting Britney's conservatorship, but her lawyer calls it extortion and says uh, he's not getting any uh, getting a penny more than, quote, the millions already reaped from Miss Spears' estate by Mr. Spears and his associates. How do you argue that it wouldn't be extortion? He wants a flat $2 million or like $2 million a year? He wants a flat $2 million. Hmm. Which, I, you know, after being in charge of it for all those years, why didn't you take a little bit more off the top, Jamie? How do we know he didn't? Yeah. Yeah, he could have. Probably did. This is just to rub a little bit of salt into the wound. Rose McGowan was stung by a murder hornet in a jungle in Mexico. Oh, boy. She documented her symptoms on Twitter like fuzzy vision, a numb arm and leg, profuse sweating, and stomach cramps. Or or was she just thinking about the time she dated Marilyn Manson? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. I I would think uh, August in Mexico, everyone has profuse sweating. Yes, but when it's induced by a murder hornet, you sweat a little bit more. Uh, Scott Disick is apparently jealous of Kourtney Kardashian dating Travis Barker. He messaged another of her exes uh, to complain about Kourtney and Travis's PDA, but the other guy took a screenshot and posted it publicly. Yeah, well, at least Travis is working. 
That's true. PDA? What, what is Public displays of affection. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay. No, no, no. That's when you attach a file to an email. No, that's a PDF. You're thinking of uh, the, the thing that the picture comes in. JPEG. No, that's a JPEG, he <laughs> said, not knowing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we have to help each other out. Nah, yeah, listen, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a team effort. Camilla Cabello passed out before introducing her new Cinderella movie at the premiere Monday night, but she seemed fine. She told the audience, quote, I literally just passed out now, and I'm back, and I'm ready to read my notes. Well, it's too late. We already showed the movie, and everyone thought it sucked. Yeah, you missed the entire movie. <laughs> right. Uh, Mike Richards, remember that guy? Uh huh. Yeah, he was played uh, played Kramer for many years. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Michael Richards. He That's was, what he just said. This is Mike, Mike Richards. Richards. Oh, Can you oh, tell the difference between Mike, a Mike and a Michael? Mike Richards. Yeah. Anyway, he was let go as executive producer of Jeopardy. Remember, he was uh, already taken away from being the host. Mm-hmm. A letter was sent to the crew for Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune yesterday by an executive who said, quote, we had hoped that when Mike stepped down from his host position, it would have minimized the disruption and internal difficulties we have all experienced these last few weeks. That clearly has not happened. Yeah. After hearing the news, former Jeopardy champion uh, James Holzhauer uh, tweeted a Wizard of Oz gif that said, uh, ding dong, the witch is dead. Oh, oh wow. Oh, that's a sharp... Insult no from, a, from a player, no less. Yeah, man, you suck. Even the champions don't like you. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. I mean, this guy went from being the the newly named host to now a guy with a cardboard box sitting in the back seat of his car. Yep. Think about that. I know you said uh, Gene Simmons tested positive, but you know he probably got it from Paul Stanley. Well, yes, I mentioned that uh, a couple days ago that Paul Stanley was uh, positive. But who did Paul Stanley get it from? That's, That's what, what I would like to know about it. You know, they're all all those tongues sticking out. That's true. How could you not? How could you not uh, touch the tongue of another bandmate? How could you not touch the tongue of another bandmate? Well, you seen the length of Gene Simmons' tongue? That's you what trip I'm over it. That's yeah. It. Uh, little Nas X, you know him? Sure. He's Lil. naked on the cover of his upcoming album Montero. And Nas has revealed that his inspirations for the cover were a painting based on the biblical book of Genesis and a SpongeBob meme. Well, Good choice. Yeah, you see, I really wanted to capture the Bible and uh, Squid uh, Squigman <laughs> and Bikini Bottom at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Bikini Bottom at the same time. Bethlehem and Bikini Bottom. Yeah. Sometimes it works out for you. Sometimes it doesn't. Don't I think it'll be true. Ever, is that a song title? No, I'm just. Using that as my words of wisdom. Oh, oh, I see. He's uh, yeah. trying to bridge to the next mm. story. Uh, a 14-year-old YouTuber is fighting back after Pink accused her parents of exploiting her by taking pictures of her in a bikini for social media. Okay. Yeah. So why is why is Pink complaining about that? Well, Pink sees this YouTuber and says they shouldn't be exploiting that child that way. And then the YouTuber goes, "Are you kidding me? This is how I'm making my money." Will you leave me alone, Pink? Why? Why does? Um, how does Pink automatically make the assumption that the parents are exploiting the child? How, who posted this picture? Well, because she's fourteen, yeah. and uh, she's saying that the parents are allowing her to post these pictures. Oh, I see. And they shouldn't be doing so. Mm. But this girl was like, um, "I'm making money. This is how I'm making money." Yeah. So mind your business, Pink. Uh, Matthew McConaughey says he felt like he, like he became immortal when he had his first child. 
Everything yes. is all right, man. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's the kid's name. <laughs> the kid's name is all right, yeah, all right, right, all right. All the kids' names are all right. He's really They're really pushing him to be this uh, political candidate for yeah. the te- the yeah. Texas governor. Yeah. yeah. Well, they I don't, certainly have had some nuts in that office before. I don't think uh, he should be doing it. I don't know what he's done to deserve it. I don't know what he what what he has or has done to to make him qualified for it. I mean, although again, there's been a few nuts in that office. If if you're running against him, do you bring up that naked bongo thing he did a few years ago? How can you not? I mean, I have to. It's got to be the first question in uh, the uh, debate. Will you be playing the bongos naked in the governor's mansion? I will. The mass debate? No. Wrong state. Not no. Wrong. Wrong state. And that is your Hollywood trash. I'm Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 610. And Van Halen on Rock 102. We're going to have something like the Panama Canal uh, here by tomorrow. I don't know what that means, except that there's going to be a lot of rain. And, and that means that uh, Springfield will now become a shipping route? Possibly. It, it might be. Wait a minute. Did you say peas or teas? I didn't say anything like that. Will be. I said Springfield will become a shipping route. Right. With peas or teas, the shipping thing. Uh, peas. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, it will. It, yeah, it's going to rain. It's going to start later on this morning, early afternoon, until uh, about the same time tomorrow. But then tomorrow afternoon, the sun's going to be out. So you got that going for you. Well, everyone's talking about it. I know uh, I've been reading it around the the internet, uh, around the ESPNs for uh, hours. Patriots have cut Brian Hoyer. And (laughs) that is uh, a real question mark. No, actually, it was was Cam Newton and a... And... and (laughs) And Hoyer was cut, too. Oh, all right. Well, I haven't even uh, seen that in the, what I've been reading. But uh, a, an old famous philosopher once said, uh, dependability is more important than ability. You know who that old philosopher was? Mick Jagger. Nope. It was Bill Belichick, which is why I believe, I'm reading, I've been reading this story from CBS in uh, Boston, uh, that Cam Newton was released because... He did not get the vaccine, and he very much upset a number of people within the Patriots organization. I've heard that, too, and I don't think that's the whole story. I think that is a part of it. I know, uh, like, for example, uh, Urban Meyer is being uh, tagged a little bit because he was basically saying they were cutting people based partially on uh, you know, their, their, their uh, vaccination uh, points of view. And the players' union is already saying, I'm not sure that's a good enough reason to cut anybody. I think it has more to do with the fact that here you have a first-round draft pick who is getting the offense pretty damn quickly. and In fact, has almost committed the entire thing to memory, whereas Cam Newton has taken almost a year and a half to learn about 50 to 75% of it. I also think that what happens is you hear these stories about how much Bill Belichick likes Cam Newton. I think what happened is Bill Belichick says to Cam Newton, "Listen, this kid is playing out of his mind here in uh, in practice in uh, in these exhibition games. I feel like we have to start him. We want to do what, what is right for you. What would you like?" And Cam Newton says, "You know what? Why don't you release me? I'll see if I can find someone else that will play me." Well, I mean that is an interesting scenario, but um, again, what I'm And I didn't understand days ago when they kept talking about this misunderstanding about the protocols. Um, What the sports director at CBS in Boston is saying is that 
what led up to this is that Cam went to Atlanta to have a doctor look at an ankle injury and also to see his children. The team approved the visit, but for some reason, I don't know why this would have happened. Newton left Foxborough without being tested, and that was the protocol violation. He left without being tested. Now, how he didn't know that, how his agent didn't know that, how a trainer on the team didn't know that, I don't get it. But Cam left without being vaccinated, and therefore he was not able to play in uh, the first few practices. Now, I'm not going to name the person who said this because I don't want to embarrass them. I think it's a crazy idea, but it's an interesting idea. Um, Someone I know, and I don't know how this would happen, said that they think that Tom Brady will come back for one year. Oh, will you stop? Uh-huh. Come on. Uh-huh. He's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know what? We don't need him back. Hey, oh. You don't. Hey. He's going to be, what is he, 44 yeah. next year? No. He it, won a Super Bowl last year. Get that out of your head. Yeah. It's, it's over, uh-huh. Tom Brady in New England. Mm. You know what I think actually happened? I think, ha- and, and this is maybe showing uh, Cam Newton a whole hell of a lot of respect here. But I think Cam Newton is looking at what's going on and saying, hey, this Mac Jones kid is pretty damn good and appears to be almost ready to play in his first season, which, you know, for the Patriots, they haven't started a rookie quarterback since Drew Bledsoe all those years ago. And Cam Newton looks at this and says, hey, you know what? It doesn't make any sense for me to be playing and struggling through this season when you've got the future of the franchise sitting on the bench. How about you release me? Well, and I go somewhere else, and you can do what you want with with Mac Jones. Well, well first of all, Brady wasn't uh, Brady didn't play in his rookie season. No, he he he, he Drew Bledsoe was playing, and only when Bledsoe right. was hurt did Tom Brady go in. Well, and wasn't Brady a rookie at the Not time? A, no, it was his second season. Oh, oh, I didn't. He was with the team for a whole season before he played. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I think he played maybe uh, in one game in his yeah. first season. Well, why, you know, so Cam Newton's how old? 30-something. He's 35, not that, maybe. I don't even know if he's that old. He's, 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 he's got a lot of time left. And he's got a contract. Yes. For how much money? So it's it depends because it's, it's a, I believe it's like a one-year deal, but there's a lot of incentives in it. There's about $3.5 million of guaranteed money, mm-hmm. but he had the opportunity to make like another 8 or $9 million if he reached certain... You know certain targets. Well, couldn't he rework that to say, uh, "Here, here are my goals now," because this is what you want me to do, and you're asking me what I want to do. So, I want my incentives to be sitting on the bench. Yeah, except Cam At Newton this wants end or that end or the middle. Right, but Cam Newton isn't just purely about the money. Cam Newton is also about wanting to play football. Mm-hmm. So, because he'll get the money. I mean, he's got $3.5 million of guaranteed money. No one can take that away from him at this point. But whoever signs him has got to sign him to a brand-new deal. He gets the money from the Patriots plus another contract. So, Or they just pick I mean, I don't. – they're not trading him, so they're not picking – no other team is going to pick up a contract. He's now ready to go. And I, I think there's plenty of teams that will take him, frankly. Teams that run mm. a, a less complicated offense. Teams that could actually use a – uh, you know, uh, a high-quality co- quarterback right now. Like, right this very second, they could use a guy. The Patriots have their future right in front of them. And everybody in that organization, no matter who you hear from, no matter what you read, are all saying the same thing. This kid is pretty special. And you, you might as well take a shot 
at playing him since you've surrounded him with a better offensive line, a better defense, better receivers. And it, you don't think the future is the past. You know, that's very philosophical. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that uh, it's just words because mm-hmm. behind it, there really is no tr- true thought. No, I mean, in other words, you, you, you poo-pooed, immediately poo-pooed uh, the Tom Brady thing. Totally. Yeah. Told, I, and I will poo-poo it to anyone's face. And I, again, I don't even know how this person is, is, expects this to be able to happen. I mean, Tom Brady's got a contract, right? Yes. Uh, for just one more year, but he still has a contract. Yes. They're not, they can't just walk away and say, I'm going to play for another team. If it happens that the Patriots were to re-sign Tom Brady, it would be one of those situations where he signs a contract and the next thing he does is immediately retire so he can say, I retired as a member of the New England Patriots. Right, but he can't that, even do that while he has a contract with another team, can he? No, yeah. not unless he is released by Tampa Bay, and that ain't going to happen. So my guess is the uh, this scenario that uh, your inside source has come up with is nothing uh-huh. but garbage. Well, you know, uh, yesterday and many, many days before that, uh, lots of people, including you, were saying that Cam Newton was going to be the starting quarterback for the Patriots this year. Yeah, and I'll tell you why I said that. I'll back that up with, uh, with, with a little history here. Typically speaking, when any quarterback comes in in their rookie year, it's generally figured that they will sit on the bench for at least that first year, maybe more, because... It often is true that a that a quarterback just isn't mature enough or know the offense well enough to guide the team himself. Now, you could look at, at uh, other great quarterbacks that have kind of fallen into that same scenario. When Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you know, the other uh, other guys that didn't just jump right in. Now, there are some situations where a guy has entered into a, has been the starting quarterback as as a rookie. But the the general point of view is you want to you want a kid to season up a little bit before you throw him to the wolves. And for a lot of people, the idea of having a Cam Newton play for at least one more season or half a season, while while uh, Mac Jones learns a little bit little bit more about being a professional football player, that would have made some level of sense. But then, so you said Hoyer was let go too. Do they not consider the possibility that somebody could get hurt? Well, the deal with Hoyer, from what I understand, and this has happened time and time again to Brian Hoyer, is they release him with the idea that uh, they will re-sign him almost immediately because they're not going to go into the season with only one quarterback. That's what I mean, yeah. Because you already have Jarrett Stidham, who is is injured, and uh, no other quarterback on the roster. So what they do is they wait for someone to either get injured on the 53-man uh, roster and then you bring back a Brian Hoyer or they figure some other way of maybe dropping one more guy before you bring him in. But it, it, but, but, but bring this him ha- in. This has happened like four or five times to Brian Hoyer while he's been with the Patriots. But, but he can't sign with somebody else while he's sitting around hoping that this kid gets hurt? Oh, sure he could. Sure he could. Yeah. But... Will he? I don't know. At, at at his age, I'm not so sure he would. How old is he? I don't know. But he's older than uh, Mac Jones. Is he older than Cam Newton? He is, uh, let's see here. He was born in 1985, so that makes him... Older. Older. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, no, I, I don't want to yeah. do the quick math yeah. either. But uh, yes, he's born in 1985. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this has happened to him over his career a number of times where he's been let go and then brought back. And it has happened uh, before. I mean, he was let go in 2018, played for Indiana in 2019, then came back to New England last year. So yeah. he's bounced back and forth a couple of times. And I wouldn't be surprised if what I just ex- described for Brian Hoyer is exactly what happens to him this time around, too. Well, or we see the return of the GOAT. Listen, a few days ago when we had Cohen here, and you were bemoaning the fact that the Patriots were never going to win another championship again. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then you look at everything the Patriots have done in this offseason, bringing in free agents, drafting well, uh, you know, shoring up their defense and their offensive line, giving a quarterback people to throw to, which Cam Newton didn't have and Tom Brady didn't even have in his last season in, in Foxborough. All of a sudden, Mac Jones is kind of looking uh, a little bit more attractive here because he's got – weapons and protection that the Patriots haven't provided for a quarterback in an awful long period of time. So he's kind of set up to succeed. Now, whether the kid can can do that, that remains to be seen. Only time will tell. I think you got to give him at least two or three games for him to kind of settle down and, and get into the pocket and start playing like a, like, a, like a professional quarterback would at that level. I think he's the future of, of this team, but I think, you know, you know some of those things have got to happen first. Well, I'm glad I kept my Brady jersey. Yes. Well, uh, did you keep my, your, my Patriots Brady? Did jersey. you keep your Matt Castle or your t- uh, Tim Tebow jerseys too? No, no, but those guys were not six-time Super Bowl winners. It's six twenty-three with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred Two. Car, your home, your business too. Street Ludlow. It's six twenty-five with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred Two. That journey band doesn't start till ten o'clock. Yeah, it might, it's, uh, might as well be an all-nighter. I'll tell you what, I'm I'm introducing Trailer Trash on Friday. Mm. And Say, they, wait a minute, they're playing? They're playing Friday. Uh, the Great Escape is on Saturday. Yeah, at um, 10 p.m. And I'm introducing the band at 10, well past my bedtime. Oh, yeah, which means they're going to, unless they're only playing one song, uh, they're probably going to play till at least 11. No, it's it's funny, if, if they were playing in Springfield that night. Yeah, right. They'd have to leave 30 seconds into their first song. Well, you know, it's uh, and um, uh, who are the kids? Uh, Aquanet. Aquanet will be playing Friday night at MGM. <laughs> who are the kids? Yeah. A- Aquanet's <laughs> been around forever. Yeah. Oh, no, but they're still, uh, they're only Brian Hoyer's age. Uh, they're, uh, they're youngsters for the Compared most part. Compared to you and me, <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, and they're playing uh, MGM on Friday. And yeah, that has to be, that has to be over by... Nine, um, which is which is crazy. It just it just shows you that if you're looking for a good time, Ludlow is the place to be. Which is I'm trying to remember now because I just saw it last week. Johnny Six Gun last week played at Court Square, and I believe that concert went beyond nine o'clock. So What's, what time it start though? Seven. Well, it doesn't really matter because my understanding was nine p.m. is the cutoff, but that was done by the neighbors of MGM. So I don't know if that was a 9 o'clock ending just for MGM or if it's citywide, outdoor music has to end by 9 p.m. I don't know. That, to, to me, that's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's too early. On, on a weekday, I get it. But on a Friday or Saturday night on a weekend, no. Come on. Well, the Court Square one was on a Thursday, and I think it went later than Friday at MGM. 
Yeah, it, it is kind of weird. It is. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. This joke uh, was written by the author, which is what most things are, I suppose. You, you wrote this? No, no, I didn't write it. I walked into kindergarten on my first day of school. I was worried, but nevertheless excited to learn. We began by learning about animals. My teacher asked the students what their favorite animal was, and when it was my turn, I said, Pink Flamingo. The teacher began screaming and sent me to the principal's office, where I was asked by the principal, Why are you here, son? I told him how we were sharing our favorite animals with the class, and I said, Pink Flamingo, and he suspended me immediately and sent me home. I ran into my house crying into my mother's arms. What's wrong, she asked. Shouldn't you be at school? I just told them my favorite animal was a pink flamingo, I cried, and my mother threw me out of the house on the spot. The hell's going on with a pink flamingo? So my five-year-old self wandered the streets begging for food. It's been 15 years since then, and I still can't get a job. Every time an interviewer asks me why I'm on the streets, I tell them the story about the flamingo, and they throw me out of the office. One day, a police officer finds me on the street, and he says, Hey, if you don't mind me asking, why are you living on the street? And I tell the cop the story. I told them my favorite animal was the flamingo, and my life has gone to hell ever since. And the cop says, yeah, so what? What's a, flam- uh, what's a pink flamingo have to do with anything? He said, I, I have no idea. Everyone's always hated me for it, though. That's what I said. I said that. And I, he didn't say that. I said right, that. right, right. So the police officer said, oh, I'm going to go over to the library across the street and get an answer. So after hours of research, the police officer finds the answer in the library and excited to tell me he runs across the street and a car comes out of nowhere and kills him. The moral of the story is look both ways before you cross the street. (laughs) That's the joke. That's the the joke? These are first day of school jokes because it's the first day of school this week. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Booyah! Jackson O'Brien of Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by We Help You, HelpOthers.com. They donate a portion of every purchase to a local charity. Learn more at WeHelpYouHelpOthers.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Long Meadow police arrested a drunk driver and seized a gun and drugs during a traffic stop on Sunday. The Long Meadow uh, police said uh, officers conducted a traffic stop after noticing the driver's erratic driving. This led to a brief pursuit and foot chase before the driver was taken into custody. An inventory search of the vehicle turned up a loaded firearm, 39 grams of cocaine, and nearly $700 in cash. Did we not do this story yesterday? Well, there was no details to it. It was just a oh. guy. They were they just there was they arrested somebody in a, who was erratically driving and crashed in in uh, the Long Meadow East Long Meadow line. Yeah, but they, yeah. they didn't say what he had in the car. Yeah, I, I, I thought. Okay, I thought they did. I thought we, that's why we determined he was from out of town. Well, they're all from out of town. Well, the ones that are carrying cocaine and guns certainly are. You wouldn't get that kind of behavior from a Longmeadow native. Was it uh, Warren Zevon? Lawyers, guns, and money. Actually, I think you would find uh, guns and cocaine in Longmeadow. It's probably loaded with them. Well, you wouldn't. Probably where all the drug kingpins are living. Yes, but quietly and uh, blending in with their neighbors. 
Yeah, uh, Longmeadow was the Columbia of the Northeast. Sure. <laughs> there, yeah, you're right. You know, they're hanging out of the Longmeadow shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, going into that new ice cream shop. Uh, you, you can't know. tell me there's that many rich people who uh, became that way organically. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Hey, listen, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Uh, police in Springfield and East Longmeadow are investigating after a man was found shot in East Longmeadow Tuesday morning. I shot a man. What's your man got to do with me? I said I shot a man. I ain't trying to hear that, see? According to Springfield uh, Police Representative. Oh, now he's a representative? No, that's what they're referring to him here. Ryan Walsh. Officers were called to a report of shots fired on Gilman Street around 9.40 a.m. The East Longmeadow Police found an adult man suffering from a gunshot wound in town. The man's condition is uh, was not known at the time but he was brought to Bay State Medical Center. Do you think uh, you think Ryan asked for the uh, the change of title? No, I think it's the newspaper article or from 22 News or yeah. 22 News. Yeah, I I want to bet you he wanted a better uh, title than just spokesman. No. Yeah, you know, there, there had to be something a little bit more flashy. I don't think so cuz they still have um they still have Middleton, Connecticut for that other story. <laughs> well, that's right next to uh Tollerton. Yeah. What yeah. what's what street was it? Gilman Street? Yeah, Gilman Street. Is that on the It's like the over East behind line? Yeah, it's over behind uh like the the big Y over there. Yeah, see, yeah. that's what I thought. I always try to figure out. Yeah, I'm looking at at the map right now. Um exactly where if you're going up Harkness. The way I tried to figure it out was on trash day. Um to see whose cans Whose uh, receptacles are out there? The ones marked Springfield or the ones marked East Longmeadow as to where exactly the town line is? Because it seems to be before the first side street off of Harkness. It zigzags. It has to. It must. It does because some parts of Harkness are Springfield and some are East Longmeadow, but then it goes back to Springfield again. So where does it zig and where does it zag? Well, that's uh, that's what I like to know about it. Ah. Um, it seems as soon as you turn, you're in Springfield. Speaking of uh, East Longmeadow and the Springfield line, there's a, you know where um, the ski place is down the street here? Is it a ski and bike shop? Yeah. yeah. Is it the one near Friendly's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's some kind of ultrasound place there. Okay. And they're they're advertising for you to get your 3D ultrasound of your baby, right? Sure. But the, the I need to get a picture of this because it says, "Want some jelly on your belly?" <laughs> and wow. I'm like, that's an odd way to get people to come into your. Uh, oh, see, to me that that's your... that sells the sizzle right there. So how do they? Uh... All right, so they're not putting a camera inside of you. No, well, they put the camera on the outside. It's right. an ultrasound, but they put, they, but, but but they put the jelly to make it uh, nice and slippery and smooth. Yeah, the KY jelly. So you want some jelly on your belly? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's a hook, I suppose. <laughs> it's a real good hook. Um, I got to get a picture of that sign, though. They yeah, don't have a do. dancing jelly out in front of the place, do they? No, they should, though. Yeah. They should, absolutely should. <laughs> Uh, East Longmeadow Police. Well, that, would they have a guy in a big giant wand outfit, like like dressed like a, oh, yeah, like a yeah, wand? Yeah, yeah. do that too. Uh, East Longmeadow Police busy this week as they have arrested a 17 year old from Hamden, Connecticut, after several suspects were seen breaking into vehicles on Deer Run Terrace. <laughs> What's the, is this 22 or Mass Live? Why? 
because I, I just have this really very funny suspicion it was actually Hamden, Mass. Oh, I, <laughs> it's the next town over. I don't what know. What kids coming all the way up from practically New Haven to break into cars? Well, the vehicle was stolen from New Haven, so oh, uh, yeah, well, that's a little different. According to the uh, police department, a resident on Deer Run Terrace called police after their alarm went off. A car alarm went off at two forty-two Tuesday morning, so they could see and they could see somebody inside their vehicle. When an officer arrived. They saw two vehicles at the end of the road with the Connecticut license plates. The officer saw two people in each car wearing ski masks. That might give you away. Especially in August. Uh, the officer was, wait, wait, there's no skiing down uh, Harkness Avenue? Well, or Deer Run? he was near the ski and bike yeah. shops. The perhaps officer. looking for jelly for his belly. <laughs> or, just, or some wax for his skis. Yeah. The officer was able to uh, get the registration number of one of the vehicles and confirm that the vehicle was stolen. One of the vehicles was stolen from New Haven, uh, Connecticut. When the uh, officer put on his emergency lights to pull the vehicles over, both cars drove off towards towards Pease Road. The car chase went through Pease Road, Shaker Road, and Chestnut Road when they lost sight of one of the vehicles. However, police were still able to follow the stolen vehicle through several roads, including dead-end roads, where they nearly hit police cruisers. Jeez. That's what happens when you're in a town you've never been to before. Well, I don't know. I'm from New Haven. Waze told me to go this way. <laughs> well, if you steal a car, sometimes you want to joyride in it for a while. You know, so like yeah. a, so like a uh, you know, to, to go from like New Haven all the way up here. That's uh that's a hell of a joyride. It's a hell of a joyride. At some point <laughs> I would think the joy would run out. But if it's a car but you're enjoying uh, the ride in, then why not uh, crank it up to see how far you can uh, go until you run out of gas? Yeah, but it's like uh, on Halloween when you know you live in a crappy neighborhood for giving out candy, you're going to take yourself and you're going to go to a better neighborhood. That's sure. what they're trying to do here. I think so. Trying to expand. The car eventually lost control on Glen Heather Lane and crashed into a wood line. The driver got out of the vehicle and attempted to run away, while a passenger stayed in the vehicle and was later arrested. Officers called in for a Springfield canine officer to assist in finding the driver, but were unsuccessful. During the search, police found several vehicles on Brian Marr Drive and Scantic Drive with interior lights on, which police believe could have been the suspect trying to find the keys to another car. The passenger arrested was identified as 17-year-old girl from Hamden, Connecticut, and was charged with receiving a stolen motor vehicle. I, I, gotta, I can't imagine how long it would take to uh, go down a street trying the door handles of cars and finding an unlocked one that has the keys in it. I mean, when you're in a hot pursuit, <laughs> when you're in hot running from the cops, mm -hmm. and that's your best way of getting away... You're probably going to get caught, even though this kid did not. But still, it's also unlikely he found a car with the keys in it and drove away. He may just have been able to somehow keep from getting uh, sniffed out by the dog. I bet you this uh, the 17 year old will snitch on. The oh, driver. of course you will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what kind of <laughs> luck do you have? To get to that car, the one that's open, and with the keys inside. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like it's like hitting the lottery. Yeah. There's no way. Well, it happens in movies all the time. But that's movies. There's that's always that, you know. a key in the movie, in the car, in the movies. Yeah, up in the visor. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what happened right. to uh, Will Smith's girlfriend in Independence Day mm -hmm. when she got in that truck yeah. where every other car was blown out. Yeah. But that particular truck had the keys in the visor. You know, if I were ever in a getaway <laughs> situation, and, you know, knock on wood... I'll never have to be. But if I had to hotwire a car, I wouldn't know the first thing about how to do it. 
Well, you don't hotwire. That's why you're looking for a key. I know, but in the movies, you see people hotwiring cars all the time. I don't, I don't even Not know if you can do that anymore. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. Everything's so computerized. Yeah. And, yeah, how do you now hotwire anything? Say, now they just say, Alexa, start the car. I just saw recently, uh, probably within the last six months or so, a video that was declassified by the FBI from like the 1960s. And they basically show you how to hotwire a car. Really? An old car. Yeah, right. Right. But still, hotwiring nonetheless. Yeah, well, it's only, you know, tapping two wires together and boom, the car starts. Is it just tapping two wires together? That's what it was on TV. Uh, the two men who were shot inside of the Hadley Walmart bathroom on August 22nd are now facing drug charges themselves, according to the Northwestern DA's office. Both men who were identified by authorities as 21-year-old Juan Hernandez of Schenectady, New York, and 21-year-old Matos of Springfield were arraigned Tuesday from their hospital beds at Bay State Medical Center as they recovered from their gunshot wounds. Hernandez was charged with heroin and cocaine possession with intent to distribute. And other charges, Matos was charged with heroin and cocaine possession with intent to distribute uh, and violation of drug laws. Both men pleaded not guilty to the charges. The shooting that left the two men injured occurred on August 22nd. Hadley police responded to 911 calls for reports of gunshots inside the Walmart at the Hadley Shopping Center. We talked about this last week. This is where the the, uh, two guys try to get away, and then uh, the victims pull up in a car. Yep. And like, uh, yeah, man, that was us. He shot us. They had to leave to go get rid of their drugs before they came back. Yeah. Hmm. Um, two things. Yeah. One, uh, someone just reminded me. It, it, they're not really even looking for keys anymore. It's the people who leave their fobs in the glove compartment. Right. Uh, which a lot of people do. Uh, secondly, talking about the bathroom. I went to the ba- I, I went. I walked into the ladies' room at Theodore's last night. Why? When's the last time you went to Theodore's? Probably like two weeks ago. All right. Well, then you wouldn't know this. I walked down the hallway where it has always been the last door on the right Mm -hmm. has been the men's room. Okay. And it's a puny, tiny little thing with a sink and a toilet and a urinal. And and a urinal. Mm -hmm. I walk in. I walk down the hall, I go to the last right-hand turn, and, uh, whoa, what the hell? And it's a ladies' room, Mm -hmm. and it's completely different. And I back up, and I look to the right, to the other door, and that's also a ladies' room. So then I turn around, and I see family bathroom, Mm -hmm. and then I see the men's room. Mm Mm-hmm. The whole thing, brand spanking new and beautiful. Hmm. How yeah. about that? Yeah, nice. they moved the kitchen. It's like the time you uh, faked that injury to use the handicapped bathroom. Exactly. In your office. Right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. typically use the bathroom. It's like almost like right in the middle mm. of the building. You know, the, the one I'm talking about. No, I don't. I've never done that. Yeah, there's like so. There's like a, there's that the uh, the dining room in the middle. Yeah. There's a, there's a bathroom at the end of that. Not anymore. That's, that's the one that I've always used. Not anymore. They moved the whole kitchen. And then turned uh, all that area and the old bathroom area into brand new, beautiful bath. It was I was it, I was blown away. Very now, very nice. Now with the way things have changed, uh, especially in this state, are you allowed to just go ahead and use the ladies' room no matter what? Uh, I, I don't I don't know. I don't believe there's a law against it. There were no other ladies in that bathroom when you barged in there. I didn't I didn't I barely broke the threshold. Because when I re- when I recognized that the entire room was done differently, 
Then I just simply looked to my left because the door was left open. Uh, and I looked to my left, and there was a big red women's sign there. Yeah, and then he opened a stall, and he said, little metal box, and you're like, oh, those are the pads I use to buff the uh, scratches off my uh, my <laughs> spider. Uh-huh, that's very funny. <laughs> you see what I did there? That's hilarious. <laughs> you see? Yeah. <laughs> I made you a joke about you, little bike. <laughs> a 22-year-old man in Florida named Taylor Beverly somehow uh, didn't get the fact that it's probably not the best thing to uh, go on a high-speed chase from the police. You sound like you're making this up. I am making it up. He's on This guy's on a first date, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy didn't get that you're not supposed to really run from the police when you're on a first date. He had his date hop on a motorcycle with him Saturday night, and at some point he ran a red light. Taylor saw a cop at an intersection, and the cop turned his lights on, but Taylor did not stop. He sped up, and he was going well over 100 miles an hour, weaving in and out of traffic and running several red lights. Where is this? This is in Florida. Oh, okay. Taylor was eventually caught, and he told police he was trying to show off for his date. The woman told cops she was screaming at him to stop, but he refused. That's kind of hot. You get him screaming like that. Yeah, but, you know. The juices uh, flowing. You, yes, but I don't know if it's the kind of juices... <laughs> That she really wants to have flowing. No, that that's that's a that's a second date maneuver. Taylor was charged. No, with it's it. not actually. It's not even for a second, third, or fourth. Taylor was charged with a felony for fleeing police. He was released after posting ten thousand dollars bond. His previous rap sheet includes uh, convictions for cocaine possession, grand theft, and passing a counterfeit check. But that second date looks promising. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she'd be like, "Oh, I got me a bad boy." A bad boy. Are these your uh, Are these your depends? <laughs> no, is this your? Uh, oh man, what is it? Uh, I forget. I thought it was the the adult diapers. No, no, it was uh, some kind of like fiber supplement. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> We'll have to go look it up. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today. Going to see some heavy rain today, up to six inches possible because of the remnants of uh, Hurricane Ike. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652. And Jimi Hendrix on Rock 102. Is this your orthopedic back pillow? Huh? That was the line that that Anna uh, is asking George in the park. When he's trying to convince her he's a bad boy. I see. Yeah. Yes. Well, the orthopedic bad pillow is the uh, the pillow of, of street gangs, if I'm not mistaken. You know, I'm not supposed to be talking to you. Hey, no one's putting a gun to your head. Do I scare you? No. Well, a little. A little. Nice car. Oh, yeah, she's a sweet ride. Is that your orthopedic back pillow? Maybe. <laughs> well, is it or isn't it? I guess not. Uh, hello, Mayo Sh- Portuguese. Uh, this Friday is the uh, the festa at Our Lady of Fatima what the in hell Ludlow. Did you just say? I said hello, my Portuguese friends. Um, uh, it's, it's Friday night. I'm going to be there from eight until ten. Four huge days of fun, uh, food, bifana, sardines. We'll split codfish together with extra fries and rice. Uh, it's uh, it's everything that every Portuguese man uh, adores. I'll be opening. What about uh, women? Uh, they'll all be there with their sons because that's what Portuguese men do. They go and escort their mothers to festivals. And their mothers enjoy that food too, I would suspect. They make them. They make the food all the time. Uh, Trailer Trash is going to be there on Friday night at 10 o'clock. And if you've never been to Festa before, you are in for a treat. It's, uh, it is Festa. And if you've never seen Trailer Trash before, 
Welcome to America. That's right. Uh, Festa 2021 at Our Lady of Fatima, Windsor Street in Ludlow, this Friday from 8 to 10, with me and the road crew from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 22 News did a story uh, earlier this morning. By the way, coming up next hour, I want to talk about something we talked about yesterday, the big food preview at the Big E. Isn't it weird? Uh, yesterday I said that I yeah, hadn't I seen uh, you know, the official list of new stuff, and then mm-hmm. boom, it's like an hour and a half later, they, yeah. they come up with the press release. Yeah, and the weirdest thing is, where the hell were our invitations? Because they did that yesterday. That's why the story is on the news. We get invited to that every year. I don't know what the hell happened. Yesterday was media day? Yeah, yeah. Are you Apparently. serious? Yeah, from what I could see on 22. Steve, did you know this? Steve's not even paying yeah, attention. He's not Steve's paying not, attention. He's not watching. He's, I can't. I can't believe that. I, I mean, I've, I have intentionally skipped it for years, but mm-hmm. but you know, you at least like the invitation, right? So yeah. So 22 was doing a story uh, earlier this morning about uh, Beckett got broadband internet yesterday, and uh, they they 22 presumably sent somebody out there. To, to see this press conference, mm. for lack of a better phrase, because after all, it is Beckett. And uh, they interviewed a local business owner. In Beckett. That's what was written on the bottom of the screen. The local, local business, business owner. owner. Right. They couldn't get her name. Nobody asked her her name. Just local business owner. She didn't want to promote her business? Uh, no, I'm guessing again that no one asked her. And uh, they did say also that, so they put the bro- the broadband up on poles. These are not the uh, underground fiber optic lines. These are uh, normal uh, above ground poles. And they said there are now more poles in the town of Beckett than people. I believe that. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally believe that. Sure. But I also know that, uh, you know, if you've never had broadband internet and you get it for the first time, it changes your life. Oh, sure I mean, it does. These people in Beckett don't even don't even know what just hit them. Yeah. They're the greatest day they've ever had. I can't believe they had the media day, and they didn't invite uh, the well, uh, Hall of Fame caliber I, media people like us. I do. I, I'm, I might be premature, and during the uh, view from the couch, I will make certain that that it's not sitting in my mailbox and I just didn't see it or open it yet. Well, I didn't get anything in my mailbox that said... Well, they uh, might have just sent one to Bax and O'Brien. Well, that would be inappropriate since yeah. there are two of us. Three yeah. of us if you want to count Steve, and I wouldn't discount Steve at all. Yeah. Steve well, loves going to that kind of if thing. If they did send us one and it's in my mailbox, I'll I'll apologize. Well, I would. I hope you should because that would be... I mean, it's already an embarrassment. Yeah. It's embarrassing that we weren't there. I know. It's, it, you know and it's bad enough that there wasn't one last year. True. But but uh, but nevertheless, we're still here from mm-hmm. the previous year. I know. And you I would know. think that if... We're the, here and Beulah's not. You're right. We've outlasted Beulah. Uh-huh. I would think that, uh, you know, it's popular radio celebritards like ourselves that we would have been among the first people invited. Or it may be for that very reason that we were snubbed. That could be too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not willing to discount the possibilities. It's 657 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. So, you're ready to settle. To shove down those dreams of greatness and swallow heart open and let you pay down your debt at lower interest rates, saving you money? Call 1-800-CAMBRIDGE Find everything to do business better with Dell Technologies Labor Day event. Save up to 45% on selected business PCs and Windows 10 Pro. Rise to the challenge with modem devices. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor. 
That's 877-ASK-DELL. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Remember that time you spent 300 hours in a Cam Newton Patriots jersey at Dick's because you thought it was going to be the future of the Patriots for an entire hot minute? Well, that certainly seemed like a sound investment at the time. Now, I suppose I'll be resting that jersey in a drawer with your overpriced Matt Castle or your Tim Tebow Patriots jerseys. Yesterday, as you know, the Patriots decided that their first-round draft pick, Mac Jones, was just about ready to usher in a new era of Patriots football in his rookie year. But to do that, they needed to figure out what to do with Cam Newton. Here were the options. They could have sat him on the bench where he would become one of the highest paid backup quarterbacks in the league with a guaranteed contract for $3.5 million in base salary and a signing bonus. They could have traded him to somebody else or they could release him and let him have a chance of signing with a team that could use a guy with his potentially diminishing skills. And there are all kinds of teams that could use him. Maybe it's Washington or Denver, perhaps even Atlanta, Houston or somewhere else I'm not even thinking about yet. Either way, Cam Newton is going to be just fine. But the team that's really making out of this deal is the New England Patriots because now they have a guy who appears to understand the system, rarely makes the same mistake more than once, and who has nothing but respect from the entire Patriots organization. He also has a lot more weapons, a lot more protection, a lot more defense than either Cam Newton had last year, and in fact had a lot more to work with than Tom Brady had in his last season in Foxborough. In other words, if you think the Patriots made a mistake, then you're an idiot. Some will tell you that this was, in fact, the only decision they could make because allegedly Mac Jones is just that good. Now, obviously, we're not going to be able to know this right away. It may take a few games to see what this kid is all about, and that's really okay. Just know that the Patriots have upgraded this team from nearly every possible angle. So if there was ever a time to get excited about the New England Patriots again, yesterday was probably it. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A lot of fancy gas grills out there, but the New York Times top two picks are both Weber gas grills. They're built right, priced right. They don't get fancy. It's just a Weber. The best deal in gas grills, and you'll find them right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 710. And Def Leppard on Rock 102. Oh, man. Flash flood watch uh, in effect from 2 this afternoon till 2 tomorrow. Uh, not going to be anywhere near as bad as it was down south just watching uh, some of the damage that was done down in uh, Louisiana, including the man who uh, had his arm bitten off. Moses, I believe was his name. Amos. 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 Hit him Amos. Yeah. Hit him in the head um, with a stump. But he, uh, his wife witnessed the uh, gator biting his arm off. And uh, she ran into the house for help. And when she came back out, he was gone, uh, swept away by the water. So, And, and it's just uh, horrible down there. We, we could very well have six inches of rain, they said, uh, over 24 hours. But um, the sun will be out tomorrow afternoon. Well, that's there's a, that's that to look forward to. That'll dry things out. So it's not, there's nothing in my mail slot. Uh, upstairs, I went and checked. No invitation sent by mail from the Big E for our invite to the annual, other than last year, annual uh, Big E food preview event for the press. And I also double-checked <clears throat> the Bax and O'Brien uh, email account, and there's nothing there either. Yeah, I got, We I, have been snubbed. I got nothing. And, you know, uh, not for nothing. Um we are the only members of the Springfield media going into any sort of Hall of Fame. And uh, it's kind well, of surprising to me that we would be passed over. Actually, there's a radio station in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, not the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, oh, oh Broadcasters okay. Oh, okay, right, right. I mean, if you want, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, uh, us uh, working at a radio station that actual people listen to. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the uh, the difference. Well, they can remember that when they ask us for uh, an interview. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's not available. Let's <laughs> go to the Hall of I'm Fame. S- I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Gene Cassidy. Uh, no. We don't. Uh, w- we've moved. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Elephant Killer. We don't have time uh, I, for you. I wouldn't necessarily go <laughs> that far. That's a, that's a little bold. Oh, I'm really angry. Yeah, I know. So, uh, but Mass Live must have been there. Because they got a great big article today of what new food is at the Big E 2021. Crazy burgers, fried foods, and a speakeasy. You know, uh, it's interesting because the, uh, I believe, what was the, uh, the source in that? The Hartford Current actually had some items on the list that Mass Live didn't. Uh, list. Well, because they probably sent somebody up here. Well, that's because uh, apparently the invitations to the media day went yeah, everywhere, yeah, except here. <laughs> except here. Uh, so they also have a pretty pretty good sized uh, photo gallery along with the story, and uh, and then they written rundown of most of these things. You got the Biggie Waffle Burger from White Hut. Uh, it is a burger with bacon on it. Yep. Inside of two big waffles. Actually, it's bacon, onion, and hash browns all uh, blended together. This is a, basically a breakfast sandwich. No, it's not. Um, you can eat that any time of day. No, it says right here, uh, breakfast flavors. With the juicy double burgers. Oh, there's two burgers. Profiting the perfect centerpiece to build around it. And then, you won't eat this, the spicy maple syrup. Is a wonderful finishing touch. Yeah, see, I would actually uh, ask for no syrup. I, I, I find uh, I find uh, maple syrup to be trash. And they probably would throw you out. What? Waffles with no syrup? Get out! 
No, um, but if you you gave me like a like some blueberries on it, uh, I would eat that. Blueberries? How are you gonna hold blueberries? You're eating it like a like a burger, dude. You put it in the batter. Oh, wow. you've never had a blueberry waffle before or a blueberry yeah. pancake? Nope. Uh, let's see. Technically not a food, but a fun thing to check out. The V1 Vodka Speakeasy by Stanley. Uh, I don't know who who Stanley is. Well, I'm not sure who he is, but is it uh, but, like the, uh, uh, the the ones that make the tools? Uh, I I don't know, but uh, look for Kozub's Cobbler Shop. And there also may be a password involved. I, I think that's not true. I think as long as you have a money... You can buy a drink. <laughs> that is the password. Yeah. How much yeah. is it to get in? Oh, 10 bucks? Yeah. Sure. Uh, oh, no, I'm sure it's probably more than that. They also have a, a picture of something here that sounds interesting. The bacon-wrapped Dilly Dilly Dog from the Meatball Factory. This is a, a hot dog wrapped up in a pickle, wrapped up in what looks like uh, a corn dog. Yeah. Uh, thing. Although... It's described as, oh, yeah, no, a, a giant dill pickle. Yeah, it says a giant dill pickle wrapped in bacon, covered in batter, and then deep fried. See, it's kind of hard to pass that up. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't see in the picture, I don't see the bacon. The bacon's supposed to be wrapped outside the pickle. Um, actually, if you look at the, uh, the picture on Mass Live, there is bacon within the batter. Within the batter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not like a slice okay. of bacon. It's right. like, you know, pieces of bacon within right. the batter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's got it's got all your, your four major food groups covered. Hot, soft, cold, and hot. I uh, I got to tell you, this, this looks good. Blackened cheese. I'm sorry. Blackened chicken mac and cheese. This would be at the uh, Starton Tavern. You right. You could get this. And, uh. It looks good, and I look, that that's uh, that looks worth uh, worth giving a shot. Uh, let's see, plenty of cheesy punch, just the right amount of blackening. Nuggets of chicken. Oh, I see. Okay, I thought that was a like a piece of chicken breast right there. There's nuggets of chicken hiding in there to add one extra bit of chunkiness to make this a full meal. Yeah. Are you looking at that, or are you looking at are you looking at the Mass Live story? Yes, but I'm looking at the picture, apparently, of the pulled pork stop, pop, stop, popover. popover yeah. yeah, see, that looks good, too. Yeah. They don't have a picture of the blackened yeah, mac but, and cheese. because I was going to say, that doesn't look like uh, chicken or anything blackened. No. That looks just like uh, pulled pork on a popover. Then there's a, a Bloody Mary grilled cheese from the All-American Craft Beer Bar and Pub. It is a solid grilled cheese, crispy, chewy, cheesy. Topped with horseradish and a secret Bloody Mary sauce to give it a nice little bit of acidity, creaminess, and a kick. Well, you know how like yeah, people like their their grilled cheese with their tomato soup. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that they uh, a lot of places uh, pair those together. Mm. You know, a little bit of extra spice. What you got there is you got yourself a Bloody Mary mix in a soup. But there's no booze in it. Probably no not. Yeah, but but definitely uh, not. But then again, uh, it's at the All-American Craft Beer Bar and Pub, so it may actually have booze in it. Mm, the pumpkin cream puff. The cream puff, of course, has been around for quite some time at the Big E, but a pumpkin one? Yep, that sounds delicious. Yeah. No, Yuck. it sounds delicious. Yuck. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. 
You're like a five-year-old being asked to try broccoli for the very hey, first listen, time. If I put a if I put a a, a syrup-loaded uh, waffle down in front of you, you'd be the same way. No, I just take the. I would still eat it. I would just uh, you know take the waffle off and eat the ba- the, the bacon and the uh, the hash browns and mm-hmm. the and the and the the meat. Here's something. Uh, actually, in my last uh, physical, I was told I I have now. Uh, Aaron Sini balls. Uh, Aaron Sini balls, Buffalo chicken balls from the Deep South Company. You know, um, when we used to do the uh, the the times when we used to do something called the Rock 102 work release. Mm, v- v- yes. How, well, how could I forget? We did it for like 19 years. Of course. And there was a a local restaurant that would serve the Aaron Sini balls, which I believe you loved. They're rice balls. Oh, that's what they are. Ah. They're delicious, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, mixing that up with like uh, with buffalo chicken, chicken and, buffalo and, chicken balls, and uh, you know, a couple of buffalo balls, and I'd be set for at least uh, twenty five minutes. Ooh, here's something uh, interesting. I'm not much of a fan of the whatever it is on a stick kind of food, but uh, what do you do with a stick? Yeah, what am I supposed to walk around with this all day? Deep fried pineapple on a stick. That's interesting. That's all right. They yeah. got a picture of it here. See, it's deep fried pineapple. It almost looks like a like a tube, like a corn dog, and then uh, dribbled with. Um, I'm assuming it's sugar. Probably, probably not cheese. Although there are people who eat pineapple on pizzas. So that could be cheese, I suppose. I mean, it looks okay. It, it, it's probably not something I would order, although I would get, and you skipped this, the uh, the worst poutine from the worst house. Yeah, exactly. That, I don't know how to say that. Oh, what, worst? Yeah, worst. Uh, French fries, beer cheese, roasted red peppers, and a signature bratwurst uh, on top of it. Oh, my God. That sounds unbelievable. Mm. Oh, so good. It's got everything I like. I don't. I don't know what poutine is. Poutine is a uh, is a Canadian dish, and I think we had it in Montreal. It's basically French fries uh, oh, with gravy, right. Oh, right. and then like uh, like melted cheese or like yeah. a cheese curd on top of it. Yeah, Delicious. Well, did you ever try it? Uh, you just said we had it in Montreal. Yes, I don't think you. I don't think you ordered it, but I definitely did. Yeah, I don't like the idea of uh, gravy on. Um, oh no, fries! You don't knock it till you try it. Honestly, it's like one of those things that uh, you you don't realize how delicious it is. Until you had your first platter of it, and then order a second one. The uh, let's see, uh, the pineapple is uh, sweet coconut icing. Oh, that's what that is, coconut icing yeah. and powdered sugar. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. Like I said, I'm not usually a fan of on a stick. Uh, deep fried tacos, uh, Calabrese Market and Deli. Uh, Taking over the spot previously occupied by Frigos. Mm. Now, Frigos used to have that one-pound meatball, which is going to be something I'm going to miss. Well, do we know they're not going to be there, or are they being moved? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're being moved, but mm. I'm going to be searching high and low for that one-pound meatball. Yeah, well, it is uh, pretty good from what I remember. I like my balls by the pound. I'm not afraid to say that. I like my, uh, what did I just call them there, Aaron Aaronsini balls. Yeah. yeah, see, there you go. We're both uh, fans of the balls. So uh, that's, I guess, the new stuff. You know, I give uh, I give the Big E credit. You know, sometimes when not you... Not too much. Not too much. because they, they send us they, an invitation. Oh, we haven't got the invitation to right. media night. Uh, they actually stepped up their game for entertainment. 
I mean, normally it's like kind of hit or miss, but this year they got everybody from uh, Pat Benatar, you know, Machine Gun Kelly is a big deal, Flo Rida, Billy Idol, the Goo Goo Dolls, Styx is going to be there. I mean, that's uh, that's that's a pretty good, you know, lineup for the uh, the main stage area. I was talking to uh, John Giuliani. He's the guy who books the bands uh, at the Big E. I was talking to him the other day. And he was saying, who is it to cancel? Modern English, right? Modern English. Yeah, the problem was they couldn't meet the COVID standards in order to get here from England. Um, so that that's why they had to cancel. But all these other groups and bands and performers are, are already in the U.S., uh, so they don't have to worry about that kind of thing. You'll, because... like, you'll like this. Exile's going to be there on the 22nd oh, and 23rd. 22nd and 23rd. That's right. To kiss you all over. And over again. Yeah. Damn. Exile. I'm, I'm going uh, I'm going on the night of the 22nd. I'm going on an exile search. <laughs> I want to see where those guys are staying overnight or hanging out or having well, dinner. I believe they've been exiled <laughs> That's 30 years. <laughs> It's almost 724 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Good 727 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. You know, if you ever miss the Bax and O'Brien show, don't worry. You can always go to BaxandO'Brien.com and download the daily podcast. It goes up every weekday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. There's also Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, Fee Wable from the Tubes. You can also check out some of the other Interviews I've done with Elliot Easton of The Cars, Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, and Clem Burke from Blondie, and a lot of others, all available on BaxandO'Brien.com. I actually should take out that whole last conversation from the podcast about the Big E. I just, real, I, I just thought of this. They, they snubbed us, and we're promoting them. That, that's just, it's not fair. Well, it's, a, it's one of the biggest traditions you know, in know. Western Mass. It's what, like, snubbing why, us? Well, there's that, you know, but why should we sink to anyone's level who just doesn't give back to O'Brien, you know, the respect and, and admiration that we so deserve? Because we're sinkers. Um, again, watching the Today Show, and Jesus, this this mess down in Louisiana. On top of everything being as bad as it is, and many people are saying this is much worse than Katrina. Um, it's also uh, 105, it's going to feel like 105 degrees today. And obviously, nobody's got air conditioning. Nobody's got usable pools. Um, they're, they, there's nowhere to open cooling centers. Um, and it just, it just looks awful down there. That, by the way, the guy, the Amos Moses impersonator there, uh, his wife had to go on a boat to get help. That's why, uh, that's why she saw his arm get bitten off. And I don't know whether she took the arm to use as an oar, or if uh, or if she left it there with him. Jeez. Um, but uh, she needed to get in a boat to go and get help. And when she came back, he was gone. But they are showing uh, also that uh, heavy, heavy rain from Virginia to Massachusetts. What do you say? Like uh, six inches? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's uh, what I read. That seems to like a lot of interest. To it's me. a lot of rain, yes. and, it, and it could be coming down in uh, you know a very very short period of time. Well, depending on what you consider a short period of time, the flood watch is in effect from two this afternoon to two tomorrow afternoon. So, you're right, talking twenty four hours there. <sighs> man, well, you know, know. Uh, again, this has been a really crappy summer. It has been uh, very moist. I know mm-hmm. people don't like that word, but how else can you can you really describe it? It's horrible. It's just been horrible.
We have news coming up next on Rock 102. One of the coolest things from X3 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month receives 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, Pope Francis criticized the West's recent involvement in Afghanistan as an outsider's attempt to impose democracy, although he did it by citing Russia's Vladimir Puntang while thinking he was quoting Germany's Angela Merkel. Oh! Oh! I believe it's Putin. Uh, no, it's what I want it to be. No, no it's it, Wang it, Dang, sweet Putin. No, it's Wang Deng Sweet Pung Tang. No, that's no. no. Ted, Ted Nugent had nothing to do with this. Asked during a radio interview about the new political map taking shape in Afghanistan after the United States and its allies withdrew from the Taliban-controlled country after 20 years of war, the Pope said he would answer using a quote that he attributed to the German chancellor, but the words were spoken last month by the Russian president in the presence of Merkel during her visit to Moscow. Francis I got a little mixed up. I'm hey. an old man. I don't know. No, I was thinking the Puntang said it, but then the Puntang is a say. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the Pope said the word Puntang. He might have said Puntang. That's a possibility. Mm. But, what's what's yeah, my I mean, name? Puntang. Ask me again and I tell you to say. Yeah, there you go. Mm. What were you saying, John? Uh, I just, uh, uh, I don't remember. <clears throat> Francis called for Christians across the world to engage in prayer, penance, and fasting for Afghanistan. Fasting? What are you going to fast for? Well, because those people are done talking anymore. about all that food at the Big E. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're talking about a country who has no food <laughs> left. Yeah. Uh, Louisiana residents still reeling from flooding and damage caused by Hurricane Ida are scrambling for food, gas, water, and relief from the oppressive heat. Meanwhile, thousands of line workers are uh, toiling to restore electricity, and officials have vowed to set up more sites where people can get free meals and cool off. Ida knocked out power to more than a million people, including all of New Orleans. Mayor LaToya Cantrell says she expects the city's main power company to be able to provide some electricity by tonight, uh, though she stressed that it doesn't mean a quick citywide restoration. You think, you think about this. You know, they were predicting this kind of reaction for us. Not that long ago, I know. with uh, with Henri, and, you know, and thankfully, you know, he lost steam before he got here. But you know, it just shows you the relentlessness of these kinds of storms. Mm-hmm. That, you know, in certain areas, in certain geographical locations, these storms can be devastating. Well, and now they're also saying, uh, not necessarily up to here, but between Washington and New Jersey, as this storm moves up the coast, there's also uh, now tornado threats as well. So. That's that's the sucky part too. And then, of course, half the West is burning too. So, you know, the, one one of the things I did here said the other day was, while there is extreme displeasure uh, with the way that we got out of Afghanistan, uh, there's very little argument that we did have to do this. And and one of the biggest reasons is we got enough to worry about in this country. Between COVID, between uh, climate change, between jobs and the economy, fighting a war at the same time for 20 years is not something most Americans are even going to have on their radar. Right, but evacuating people safely mm-hmm. is is the big issue. And you know, a lot of people have been at risk. A lot of people have lost their lives trying to get out of that country. And you know, for if you're a family member of someone who... You know, is serving and killed as a as a result of this evacuation. You know, that's no solace to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, we have done this 
we have not done this the the right way. And I not that it, not to say I know what the right way is. I clearly don't. But it's like, you know, there there just there's just had to be other options that we could have we could have enacted. Uh, this summer's coronavirus surge has been labeled a quote pandemic of the unvaccinated by government officials from uh, President uh, Biden all the way down. That soundbite captures the glaring reality that unvaccinated people overwhelmingly account for new cases and serious infections. In fact, a recent study of government data showed that hospitalization rates among unvaccinated adults were 17 times higher than those fully vaccinated. But the term uh, doesn't appear to be changing the hearts and minds of unvaccinated people, and it doesn't tell the whole story. It fails to acknowledge breakthrough infections among vaccinated people that have led to uh, that have led the government to recommend a return to masks as well as booster shots. You know, yesterday when we talked to Dr. Uh, Dr. Kenton from Mercy, mm-hmm. you know, I listened to that interview a second time because I really thought what he was saying was really interesting. You know, you know his uh, thoughts on, on vaccinations and, and why people should get them. And right, yes, he is a... He is a medical professional, but you know the guy made a lot of sense. And if you so, if you if you if you missed that interview, strongly suggest you go listen to it again on the podcast because you know what he is saying I think is important. And and even though Massachusetts numbers for you know for people being fully vaccinated is higher than a lot of areas of the country, you go like state to state. And there's maps online that show you, you know, what the the most recent numbers are. Mm. People have either had like one shot or both. There's pretty sad numbers. Yeah, and, and, and places and, like Mississippi, where the entire state is is uh, you know got such horrible numbers. Mississippi and, and Indiana and, and you know you know other parts of the, of the country that, for whatever reason, are lagging way behind. Well, because uh, it's unproven and uh, it's going to turn me into a zombie. You're probably not going to get turned into a zombie. You don't know. At that least guy. in the old traditional. You know, zombie protocols. Yeah, right. That's that's probably not going to happen. Uh, students will begin the uh, new semester remotely in South Hadley uh, Thursday after a substance was found growing on walls and furniture inside of the high school. In a letter sent to parents, South Hadley Public Schools uh, Superintendent Jamal Mosley described it as a, quote, white-slash-black substance that was discovered Monday night. Thursday was supposed to be the first day for South Hadley High Schoolers. The campus has since closed to allow cleaning, and samples of the substance have been sent to a lab for testing. It's unclear when the results will be available or when students will be able to return to in-person learning. Families uh, will be sent expectations for remote learning. Classes at uh, Plains Elementary, Mosier Elementary, and Michael E. Smith Middle School and uh, Career Technician Technical Education Center will remain in-person. you imagine that, though? You go through all of that uh, pandemic stuff. You finally get back to school, and now there's some kind of substance growing in the uh, school. Gross. It's it's just, I'm assuming this has, has to do with this horribly wet summer. Between the courthouse, the movie theaters, and now the high school, m- this mold has got, it's it's like it's everywhere. And, and it's worse than we've ever heard of before. So I'm guessing it's got to be from all the rain, right? Yeah. I would well, imagine and, and, it would be because you get all that leakage coming in through roofs and basements and everything else. Well, in the, in the courthouse, those mold problems have existed for a long, long time. Yeah, but they stepped up this year. Sure, absolutely, they've, they've gotten worse. But anybody with any, you know, respiratory, you know, uh, illness, whether it's asthma or you just you know regular uh, allergies, 
you know, feels that. They, they, like, they physically feel the difference between clean air and then air that's contaminated with mold. It's, it's dangerous stuff for some people. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't just, you just can't operate. I mean, you, you couldn't, like, done, do, like a, like, a radio show with mold and mildew growing under a staircase, could oh, you? Oh, you'd be surprised what kind can. of conditions you can do a radio show in. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you can do that at all. Uh, a new study, the largest ever conducted uh, narcissism, uh, looked specifically at hypersensitivity, a trait that helps determine how p- narcissistic people are. Its <laughs> findings suggest that, uh, contrary to popular belief, millennials aren't more sensitive than the baby boomer generation. In fact, it's the other way around. Generally speaking, as individuals in the study got older, they became less sensitive, and the researchers found hypersensitivity sharply declined after a person turned 40. But when the researchers looked at generation-specific trends, they noticed that overall, older generations were more sensitive than younger generations. So yeah, therefore, wimps. Therefore, more narcissistic or, or less? It sounds like they're more narcissistic. The boomers than the millennials. Right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, 750 people were uh, in this study and published... Uh, just a couple of months ago in the Journal of Psychology and Aging. It's the largest study of narcissism to date. Researchers examined six previously collected data sets so researchers could better understand how narcissistic traits vary among generations. And baby boomers being the biggest narcissist of them all. What are you looking at me for? Because you're a boomer. Actually, I'm a generation Xer. I missed well, the boomer. Well, so boom. am I. Yeah, so yeah. you and I are in the same. I was born in 66. That's almost like the first year of Generation X. What about you? What are you? What generation are you, John? Uh, I'm a boomer. He's a boomer. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> Friggin' boomer. <laughs> um, the uh, I get that. Uh, I get that magazine. By the way, what psychology and uh, what'd you say? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what I said. Uh, yeah, but it was important. So just look back at the words you just read. Well, because I just closed it out. Ah, uh, boy, I forgot what it clicky was. Clicky closed it out. You see, oh, clicky. Clicky. Yeah. Uh, nice job, Clicky. You and your boomer nicknames that you got <laughs> for everybody. A long-running crime prevention strategy that's used in a couple of uh, East Bay cities in California may be heading to San Francisco. It in- involves uh, cash incentives for not committing crimes. San Francisco's Dreamkeeper Fellowship has been described as giving someone money to not shoot people. It's not a bad idea. How much? It doesn't say. They just say that the Mayor London Breed has uh, $60 million of investment in San Francisco's black and African-American community that will also provide resources for, among other things, youth development, education, workforce training, training, and guaranteed income. Well, you know, I was going to shoot someone this weekend, but as long as they're offering me money... It's an incentive for achieving a milestone. For instance, what we are proposing at the moment is that people involved in the program will receive $300 a month guaranteed income stipend as part Hmm. of the city's larger guaranteed income program. $300 a month to not shoot somebody? Yeah. Man, I would like to shoot you, but I really need that $300. I mean, it's not enough to live on, but it's enough to maybe change your mind. Yeah, well, like Steve just said, I mean, people got bills and... All of a sudden, you got something you want, and it costs three hundred dollars. How am I going to get three hundred dollars? Oh, I know. Uh, if I don't shoot somebody this month, then I'll get it. Now, does uh, I think we uh, talked about this before? If I uh, if I'm say collecting for six months, but in that seven month seventh month I shoot somebody, 
Mm-hmm. But I don't shoot anybody for another thirty days. Did the payments re uh, you know, come back? Can I can I start collecting after month eight? If you don't shoot somebody for a month, then you get three hundred dollars. What's your what's your misunderstanding? Well, I just want to make sure. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you know, how, say I'm typically shooting four or five people a year. Well, well it's not. It's cumulatively. I believe. Well, I just want to know what the uh, parameters are in case mm-hmm. this program ever comes over here. I want to make sure that I know what I'm getting myself into. Well, the parameters were obvious. Don't I mean, I got somebody. a lot of I got a lot of scores to settle. Mm-hmm. Makes me think I better start doing it now before this program comes into town. Well, yeah. it is what the second. Is this the second of the month already? It's the first. first. It's the first. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's the first. So you should have done all that yesterday. Yeah, I should have done it yesterday. Damn it. I just hope I can hold this anger for 30 days. You can't hold it for 30 seconds. What are you talking about? Of course I can. I can hold anger for years. Hold yeah. on to it. I mean. He's an Irishman. He holds grudges uh, till the day he dies. Exactly. And, and possibly still- even longer than and that. And he'll take them with him when yeah. he goes. Yeah. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee uh, Flash Flood Watch. We'll- rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 7.52. Is that and the Great Journey. Escape? No, that's Journey. That's actually Journey? That I'll tell is- you what. You hear these guys, you're not going to know the difference. Yeah, they actually are uh, They are actually pretty good. At they're very they good. They're not pretty good. These guys are uh, They're very good. I just hope they don't play uh, other people's songs. That's all. No, they uh, they sometimes do, don't uh, they? They yes. sometimes drop yeah. one in. Cause... No, there's actually more than one. But uh, well, nevertheless. nevertheless, hey, Rock One and Two is bringing you New England Patriot football all season long. Sunday, September twelfth. It seems like such a long time from now, but it's really not. Patriots open up their season against the Miami Dolphins. The live Country Hyundai pregame show will begin at one thirty in the afternoon with the kickoff scheduled for four twenty-five. Join Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak as they bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots with Mac Jones will be here on Rock 102. So, speaking of concerts, uh, my friend, I gave uh, those Eagles tickets I had to a friend of mine because the the COVID surge got to a point where I didn't feel comfortable standing indoors with 20,000 people. So, uh, a friend of mine went, and she... um, uh, they were admittedly uh, cheap seats, cheaper uh, the cheaper uh, price point of the tickets. Well, did anyone expect you to actually shell money out for the good wheat? Well, good seats? Uh, probably, hopefully not. And um, she took a, a female friend with her, and she sent me a picture the, that night of the concert and said, uh, got a little upgrade, and you can see the band like probably 20 feet away from her. And um, and I was talking to her last night. In fact, and, and you know that's when I realized she went with a girlfriend. And I'm like, oh well, there, uh, there you go, right there. You know, some usher uh, sees a couple of hotties heading up to the to the nosebleed seats and uh, decides to upgrade them. She said, no, he was actually he actually had a handful of tickets that he was handing out. And I thought either a lot of people didn't. Like me, a lot of people didn't want to pay for the more expensive seats. Right. And, you know, the optics of the front rows being empty is something the band certainly doesn't want to see. So maybe that's why they went up into the uh, nosebleeds and gave all these people these tickets. Or it might have also been a covid thing i mean maybe maybe people didn't buy floor seats because they felt that you know they'd be too confined uh, and the airflow down there wouldn't be that good 
And uh, but it was interesting because it sounded like they didn't want empty seats up front, so they gave away tickets. Are you sure that's how it was, and it wasn't just like Don Henley's way of trolling for for hot chicks? Well, that's C. That was Plan C. Because I because because you know like uh, you ever read old stories about uh, like Van Halen? It was like this very complicated, orchestrated effort to bring only the hottest Mm -hmm. chicks backstage to meet. to meet the band, yeah. and as I'm, you know, I'm wondering at the at a, you know, Don Henley's age, you know, whether you well, just have to maybe you know go a little bit further into the house to see what's available, I, or or it's it's not about Henley, it's about Joe Walsh, and he needs them a lot closer because his eyes aren't what they used to be. Well, they're all about the same age, and I'm sure they're all dealing with uh, multiple issues. Well, Joe probably in the worst shape. Joe's been sober for a good long time, believe yes, it or not. But, but what kind of uh, quality of intake did he partake uh, before he got sober? Nothing but the best, yeah, as yeah, you can imagine. That's what I mean. It's just about 7.56 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my belief that you never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. Instead, you want to be the guy who replaces the guy who replaced that guy. In the case of New England Patriot football, being the guy to replace a guy like Tom Brady is like asking a guy to replace Jesus. Where are you going to find a guy like that? It doesn't matter who that guy is. That guy is always going to be compared to the other guy. And if he's not performing miracles and winning championships, guess what happens? He gets replaced by another guy. Yesterday, after everybody assumed that he would be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots all season long, the Patriots named Mac Jones as their starting quarterback and then showed Cam Newton the door. Or maybe it was the other way around. It doesn't really matter. What does matter is that your first-round draft pick outplayed Cam Newton, and so the Mac Jones era has officially begun in New England. Now, there's been a lot of speculation as to what happened here. Some will tell you that Cam Newton was released because of that whole COVID misunderstanding. Some will tell you that he was waived because he wasn't vaccinated. Others will tell you that it was Cam Newton himself who asked to be released. And the people who are telling you these things are telling you these things because they don't have a clue what led up to the Patriots releasing Cam Newton. All we know is that Mac Jones appears to have learned more about the Patriots offense in just a fraction of the time that it took Cam Newton to learn about half of it. And so while Tom Brady is now a distant memory, Bill Belichick can take this young man and mold him into the next championship-wielding killing machine. Sure, there's a part of me that feels bad for Cam Newton, but on the other hand, this is how professional football operates. You're pretty good, but there's always got to be somebody better waiting for you to no longer be the guy. And in this case, the new guy is going to be Mac Jones. And he's inheriting a team that's much better than the one Cam Newton inherited from that other guy. And that, my friends, is some pretty damn exciting stuff. But hey, it's my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A wood fire, that's the way to cook. With a Traeger wood fire grill from Rocky's, you can roast a pork butt low and slow or grill a steak hot and fast. Burn in hickory wood, uh, pellets or apple or mesquite, whatever you like. You'll love your Traeger wood fire grill from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 807 and Pat Benatar on Rock 102. Who's coming to the Big E, by the way? What? 
What? Pat Benatar is coming to the Big oh. E. Oh, I, I thought you were asking me who's coming to the Big E. No, 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 no. I'm telling yeah. you that Pat Benatar is going to the Big E, oh. where I believe she'll be eating some Arancini balls. Probably. Or or, or Neil will. Um, flash flood watch in effect from 2 o'clock this afternoon until 2 tomorrow. We could be getting a lot of rain uh, in the next 24 hours. And uh, although the sun is supposed to be out tomorrow afternoon. So Connecticut... Uh, seems to somehow get the jump on us in a lot of different ways. Now, granted, they did not with mar- uh, with marijuana. We had uh, we had the recreational stuff before they did. I'm trying to remember if they even do yet. I know they have medical marijuana. I don't think they've got the uh, no. the dispensaries no. yet. But uh, and and you know Foxwoods and Mohegan. Those are Native American casinos on Native American land. So you really can't give Connecticut any credit for that other than um, I, 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 they didn't allow, they couldn't prevent, as far as I know, because it was sovereign land. Right. So um, you don't necessarily give them credit for that. But the Hartford Current says this morning that with the National Football League season starting in nine days, a key legislative committee has approved emergency regulations to allow sports betting and online gambling for the first time in Connecticut. The normally low-profile Regulation Review Committee approved 82 pages of regulation for the largest expansion of gambling in Connecticut history, ending years of negotiations and debate over the future of wagering in the state, they voted 9-4 to four with four Republicans raising questions about the need for emergency regulation so that sports betting can begin on September 9th, the first day of the traditional football season, the first day of the professional football season, which traditionally generates a high volume of betting. Boom. You talk about, and we've talked about a few times about how fast can MGM get this going considering they just showed, you know, a week ago this multi-million dollar facility that they've opened for sports betting. Well, Connecticut did it in a day. All right, but you know, it, it's not like, you know, a state like a state of Connecticut didn't know that it was uh, coming. They 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 knew it's going to come at some point. It's not like either Foxwoods or Mohegan couldn't turn this around quickly because they've been preparing for it just like MGM and every other operator in the country. You know, the problem with Massachusetts is we just can't figure out, you know, you know, the numbers. We just can't figure out how much we're going to, you know, the, the state is going to take. Yeah, well, figure it out. This measure in Connecticut, by the way, still requires the approval of the Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs uh, as to whether or not Mohegan and Foxwoods will do this. Gee, I wonder whether they will or not. Of course they're going to. Of course they will is right. But the but in the Massachusetts case, here you have, I mean, you know, for one, why they didn't, you know, complete this in the last legislative session is still confusing to me. It mm-hmm. seems to me that they, it's not like this just popped up out of nowhere. And then, then they go on their break. I believe they are back. It was either, uh, I, I believe they're back this week, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or very, very soon, the Massachusetts legislature, uh, where the Senate now gets to look at the House bill and decide what they want to do with it. And at which point it'll likely go to the governor and then he can either sign it or, or veto it. 
which of course I have to believe he's just going to sign it because if it ain't this bill, it's going to be the next one. And and they're not going to just, you know, let it go, you know, here in Massachusetts. They understand that there's money for the state to make and they're not going to leave that kind of money on the table. The emergency regulations in Connecticut that were approved uh, Tuesday will be studied further and be subject to a vote on final regulations early next year after the legislative session starts in early February. Uh, One of the biggest issues was the payment of gambling debts because legislators are concerned that problem gamblers could end up spending too much money and eventually go bankrupt. As such, the law will allow for the use of only one credit card at a time. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how that works. Um, payment methods include uh, Apple, Venmo, PayPal, which are currently not allowed because they are not specifically included in the regulations. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one credit card thing. I mean, can't you get cash on your credit card? Uh, you can for at, at a cost, sure. Yeah, so if, if I'm not betting, well, this does include online betting. So, you know, you would need a credit card at that point or Venmo or PayPal, but online betting is going in with this at the same time. I don't even think we're talking about that. We're talking about opening sports books in places like MGM and, See, I and think that, uh, the casino in Boston. I think that is a part of it. It, it, been, it, it's at least been part of the discussion. Whether that winds up being a part of it in this particular bill, that I don't know. The uh, Enfield Republican, John Kissel, has another concern. He raised questions about gambling payments made through joint accounts, particularly with broken marriages and disputes in divorces. He called for the blocking of the use of joint accounts because one addicted, one partner may be addicted and the other is not. Uh, it puts these relationships at a much greater risk of running into trouble that one partner might find out after the fact that their joint nest egg has vanished. But if you're going through like a, let's say you are going through a Venmo or a cash app, you know, you have to pay, you have to pay that off. And it's usually taken from either a credit card or a bank. So what's the difference? Whether it's a joint account or not, you're still spending perhaps more money than you have you're not really solving anything if you are married and you are if you are gambling it's like any other vice mm-hmm. right so what's the difference there's a, there's at, a- le- at least you know with a joint account there's no there's no running away from it there's no hiding from your addiction um there's a there's a legislator in Connecticut I can only see his last name. And I can only guess at his first name. But his last name is Siegel. So uh, J.L. Siegel. That's what I'm thinking. Right. It must sure. be uh, Jonathan Livingston. Uh, or George Siegel. Or or could be that, Actor, too. Actor, comedian George Sing- uh, Siegel. Uh, officials said the language blocking joint accounts had already been deleted recently as the regulations were being crafted through various drafts. As such, joint accounts would be allowed, at least in the short term. Uh, Siegel said casual gamblers who only have joint accounts would not be able to pay for gambling if joint accounts are blocked. Um, The issue of payments was not resolved yesterday. As I said, they're going to do that like six months from now. Um, The Enfield legislator said he voted against the emergency regulations because he sees no need to rush the vote to get it done before the NFL season. I'd rather get it right 
the land of steady habits, he says. I don't want Connecticut to turn into Pottersville. Someone can lose their entire life savings in their cellar overnight. I think that's dangerous. I don't view this as wonderful for the state of Connecticut. The land of steady habits. I thought it was a nutmeg state. Uh, Yes, uh, technically that's true. I don't, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think that it has to be uh, necessarily in sync with the NFL season. Obviously, that's where everybody would make the most amount of money, but people are going to make want to make their money anyway. Uh, you know, I think you know, rushing it, you know, and cramming it down people's throat isn't necessarily the wisest choice. There's another football season coming up in 12 months. Emergency regulations are normally limited to things like public safety and health, not gambling. And another uh, another legislator said, I'm not here to relitigate or re-argue the original bill. I just don't see this as an emergency. It's a little transparent that we're trying to beat the kickoff of the NFL season, which I think is outrageous. We have twisted and turned the state government and all its power to beat a deadline that didn't need to be beaten. I don't think we need to rush. Oh, I don't yeah. disagree with that. Uh, yeah. I really don't. The way legislators always drag their feet so much. It's not bad to rush every once in a while. You yeah. can always fix what was wrong six months from now. Yeah, but it's harder to fix something that's already in place. Ah. It's 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 easier to try to do it right than trying to correct you know, correct a wrong that winds up causing real big problems. Another one who supported the regulations as an emergency said these had to be done quickly. They seem to have gotten them right. We know that we're setting up a major industry for the state, and we all know that businesses need certainty. So that's why we did it so fast. <laughs> Again, you know, people will be gambling on sporting events all year long. Yeah, but so if it winds up, you know, being, uh, you know, for the you know, in time for the Super Bowl or in time for, let's say, uh, you know, the N- the NFA and the NHL season or March Madness, that's fine. You know, to do it in the next nine days it's not isn't, fine. isn't realistic. It needs to be done now. I didn't know there was a Bobby V's in Stamford, too. Um, no, I think I, I think I knew that, that mm. it, it's been in a couple of uh, Connecticut locations. Which, by the way, I mean, it's a very cool facility. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a great place to see. You, 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 I can't say it's a great place to see a game because you get to see all of them. Right. And not only right. uh, just football, but every possible game in the world. Well, Connecticut's going to do it. And now another story that was on Mass Live this morning, which I was, uh, let's see if I can find it again, because I was a bit confused by it. The Massachusetts Lottery says courier services are operating outside the law. I never heard of this before. The Massachusetts Lottery cannot sell their products online, but players can use apps or the web to connect with a courier service that will take an online order for lottery tickets, buy them on the player's behalf, and then deliver the winnings to the customer. Services that lottery officials believe are currently operating illegally and without oversight. The services, uh, some operating in a more legitimate way than others, have become more common in Massachusetts and other states with lotteries over the last three to five years. I never heard of anything like this. So if I'm if I'm buying scratch tickets through an app, they're scratching these tickets for me. I don't think these. I don't. Or think, are these just I don't the, know these, these include scratch? Or are these the, the number games? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, interesting. I haven't heard of that either. 
And I would imagine that if they're delivering you their winnings, they're also taking a cut. Oh, of course yeah. they are. Otherwise, how are they making any money? Well, I mean, they're taking. Are they taking a cut out of your winnings, or is there is like a like if, for example, if you go to a convenience store and you you win a jackpot, the state mm. pays the convenience store. It's not coming out of your winnings. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I you know even even if it were available online, I I'm so bad at buying lottery tickets that it almost you know I'd just be setting myself up for disaster. I mean, bad at buying them. You mean bad? I never at, I never buy winners. Oh, I never well. buy. You know, it's you know like on don't. impulse. Let's say I'm uh, I need a gallon of milk and I go to a convenience store get a gallon of milk. Well, sometimes like a, like an impulse buy, I'll get a couple of scratch tickets. My my wife likes playing uh, scratch tickets. So I'll, you know, I'll, I'll grab a couple and head, head home and say, here, I got something for you. She'll start scratching. Never gets a winner. She goes and buys them. You know, she'll win a hundred bucks. And yeah. I, I can't, I can't get more than like a $5 winner. It's like, yeah. what's the, what's the point of me buying them? I, I had assumed in that marriage, you were the loser. No, I actually think I'm the winner in that marriage. Well, not uh, on the tickets, not. Maybe not on the tickets, but in every other aspect, uh, I'm the winner. Listen to you. Yes, well, you know, I'm happy fella. What can I say? Happy fella. Yeah, happens sometimes. Happiness. Yes, please. It does exist Why? out there in the world. No, no, no evidence of its uh, necessity. <laughs> well, <laughs> we all want what we can't have. I suppose. I suppose. It's eight twenty-one with Bax and O'Brien at Rock One Hundred Two. This summer, we enjoyed a lot of special moments with family and friends. A beautiful reminder that when we care for each other and come together as a community, we can meet any challenge together. Florence Bank. Always, always, Member FDIC, Member DIF. Are your foundation walls bowing or cracking? Did you have bricks fall off the chimney this year? Then it's time to call Western Mass Masons. They've been serving the Pioneer Valley for over 25 years and are the preferred contractor when it comes to foundations and chimneys. Western Mass Masons has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a five-star Google rating. Contact them for your next project at westernmassmasons.com. Go with proven success. Go with Western Mass Masons. Get a free quote, westernmassmasons.com. Come on and enjoy some good times at The Yard, The Yard Tavern in Enfield, with 50 beers on tap, happy hour all week long from 3 to 6, specials for lunch and dinner daily, including burgers, Rubens, barbecued pulled pork sandwiches, classic tavern meatloaf, chipotle cheddar mac and cheese, and oh so much more. Dine in or on their spacious outdoor patio. The Yard is the place to be for the best food in town and to watch your favorite game. The Yard Tavern, King Street in Enfield. Check them out at theyardtavern.com. It's that time of year again. Grilling, chilling, and watching the kids splash around in the pool. Let Aquatique Pools in West Springfield make your summer one to remember by maintaining your pools all summer long. The Aquatique Pools showroom is stocked with chemicals and case discounts to help you keep your water balanced throughout the season without breaking the bank and take advantage of their dolphin robotic pool cleaners at great prices. Call Aquatique Pools at 413-736-4202 or stop by their showroom at 730 Union Street in West Springfield. It's a twenty-three with Bax and O'Brien to Rock One Hundred Two. Oh, there it is. Um, 
Why do you even bother turning it off? Because leave I it can't up. Hear, as you know, I can't hear the monitors. There's nothing to hear. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's commercials to know when they're over, but that also is supposed to signify that's when I hit the button. Um, you know, I, I just uh, I've said it before, and I know it upsets people, but what are you gonna do? Uh, this whole anti-vaxxing thing. There's an article on Mass Live this morning about Bay State health workers uh, challenging it with a petition. Health workers, pe- the people that are taking care of the people with COVID, who could very well be catching it from them, mm-hmm. are not getting the vaccines. The Today Show did a story earlier of a woman whose both of her sons got COVID. They were both hospitalized for it, and her best friend died of it. And she still refuses to get the vaccine because I don't want to be one of those minuscule number of people who die from it. You're admitting it's a minuscule number of people who die from it, yet thousands, hundreds of thousands of people have died from it. I I don't understand that reasoning. You lost your best friend. She had a much better chance of dying of COVID than you do of dying of the vaccine. And and uh, I, I just don't I don't get it, man. You know what's what's interesting cuz you know a lot of the uh, the anti-vaxxers are uh, doing like kind of like a you know, my body my choice type of argument uh for this. You know who you haven't heard a damn thing from? Oh. Where's what? the ACLU in any of this? Yeah, if, if you were going to make that argument, and the ACLU, which has used that argument and so many other things, where the hell have they been? I mean, they certainly didn't speak up when it came to lockdowns or mandates or you know, you know bans on you know people assembling. They have been completely silent, and you be, and you would think that they would be the organization that would probably be screaming the loudest mm-hmm. over this infringement of your rights. Maybe they realize it's an inconvenience. It may not be an infringement. And maybe that's the difference. Or maybe they're closed for the week. I don't think so because they have been operating all the time around the clock. Well, they got to take some some time off. The ACLU never sleeps. They're probably working remotely. I don't know whether they are or not. All I know is they're being uh, conspicuous in their absence. Well... Some people just prefer not to be heard. That's why I suggested earlier that people listen to that interview with uh, Dr. Mark Kenton that we did yesterday on the podcast. Because, you know, to hear it from a guy who is facing this stuff every single day. And is a doctor. Well, that's exactly my point. And, you know, we are losing, you know, quality medical professionals because, you know, we're not taking this seriously enough. Even in a state where the numbers are relatively high for you know full vaccination, well, you're still having the problem with people just not being able to keep up with the demand of healthcare when in fact they do get sick because they didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, which which boggles my mind the most that healthcare workers are, are signing petitions to not be vaccinated. Doesn't it doesn't make sense to me either? But this is it's America. This is America, and where are you, ACLU? Where are you? I mean, they should they should be on the sides of milk cartons and kind of like a like a Where's Waldo type of puzzle. I don't disagree. It's eight twenty seven. We have news next to Rock one hundred two. I wasn't able to sleep in my. 
because of my wife's struggles with CPAP. I ha- it's just about 8.30 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Villa Napolitana. Lobster Fest, September 5th through the 28th at Villa Napolitana. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, our long national nightmare is over. The boil water order has been lifted in the town of Palmer. Isn't that like yesterday? I don't know if it was yesterday. I just found it now. Well, that doesn't mean that it wasn't well, already. Well, any posted, news that he posted, does at 8.30 in the morning is yesterday's news. Posted 23 minutes ago. Oh, I thought that. No, I meant I thought it was posted yesterday. Well, it could have been. Hmm. Uh, it could have just been the time that 22 News caught up with it uh, yeah. that they found out about it. That's plausible, too. Residents were advised to boil water after E. coli. Bacteria was found in the Three Rivers water system. Three rivers, and they have E. coli in there? Well, what are the other two rivers doing? One out of three rivers probably does have E. coli. Talk to your doctor about side mm-hmm. effects. Yeah. According to the town officials, the temporary chlorine disinfection system was put in place and water quality samples were collected to confirm acceptable water quality. Tests conducted over the weekend left samples clear of any E. coli. So I'm reading this story yesterday about um, the, the new thing in homes, particularly people with money, is uh, invisible refrigerators uh, and, and even invisible appliances for the most part. These things are basically built into cabinetry so that they just look like cabinets. Mm-hmm. But they were talking uh, in the portion of the article that really focused on refrigerators. They were also talking about uh, how many people are now getting standalone ice makers as opposed to wanting to have one that's attached to their refrigerator. And that another thing that is now old style and being replaced in many different places is the water and ice dispenser on the front of the refrigerator because the filtration now is being done at the sink instead. Oh, uh, mm, yes. I thought it was kind of interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh, as someone who has had uh, an issue with, uh, with tainted water, and uh, and you know like you know boil alerts for your water. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want is anything that is going to be uh, affecting your body like a parasite. Uh, if years ago in Milwaukee they had a major breakout of something called cryptosporidium. I've mentioned this before, and a couple you know tens of thousands of people got violently ill as a result of it. It's uh, you need clean water, even mm. in, even in Palmer when you think. There's so many parts of that town that are absolutely filthy. Now, trust me, yeah. you need clean water, even there. Especially in Three Rivers, apparently. Yes. Yeah, uh, I agree with you about the uh, the deadly uh, viral infection, oh, uh, bacteria, whatever the hell it is inside that water. I mm-hmm. would not want to suffer through that. Trust ever. me. No. I, I did, and it was like I was a like a human version of Mount St. Helens erupting every 30 minutes. Both ends, too. Yes. That's the worst part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You don't know if you're coming or going. Oh, I was always going. You don't want uh, tainted water, but you'll take tainted love any day. Oh, oh uh, Sometimes man, you feel like you've got to get, get away. away. Yeah. <laughs> Springfield travelers using uh, Interstate 91 and across Memorial Bridge into West Springfield have been following the daily progress of the $115 million York Street pump station and Connecticut River Crossing project. Really? Because you should be just paying attention to crossing the bridges. 
22 News gave the massive infrastructure project a close-up look on Tuesday at West York Street and Hall of Fame Avenue. When completed, the project will serve 70% of the region's population by moving wastewater from Springfield, Ludlow, and Wilbraham and East Longmeadow across the Connecticut River to the regional wastewater treatment plant at lovely Bondi's Island. I didn't realize that they take water from so many places. Oh, yeah. Wastewater. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I assumed Springfield, but... Uh, East Longmeadow and Wilbraham too. You ever uh, wonder, uh, you know, like when you go, your when you do your business, how long that takes to get to the wastewater treatment plant? You know, what you should do is put like a little camera chip inside of uh, uh, a piece of that, stuff. like a tile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then flush, and then track it. As it as it goes, you know, out of your house and then out of your town and then across, and you know, like especially from East Longmeadow or Wilbraham, watch that little piece of uh, that little tile go, you know, from Wilbraham across Springfield, across <laughs> no, the no. river. Have you ever had like a poo cam? You gotta it, call it the poo cam. Have you ever had like the Rotorooter guys to your house? <laughs> Yes, of course. Well, do you, do you ever? I mean, they do that. They they put like a yeah. camera down your pipe, uh huh, and you know, look at what might be you know clogging the pipe, and it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely the grossest thing imaginable. Sure. But somebody's got to clean that. I know that's well, and I got septic, so that's uh, yeah, that's a. Uh, How'd you kinda, catch that? No, no, I'm, I don't. I'm, I didn't catch sepsis. Oh, oh, oh! I have a septic tank oh. in my backyard, and it gets pumped. Uh, periodically. I thought you were saying you were septic, too. Yeah. No. Yeah, I didn't know you had a sepsis, sepsis, sepsis tank. Sepsis no. <laughs> Although if I, you were swimming in it, uh, you could get sepsis. Mm-hmm. You're making me laugh this morning, John. Am I? Yeah. Well, I don't know. so yeah. unusual. Between the poo cam and the, <laughs> yeah, sep- yeah, and the yeah. pace of the septic system. Yeah. <laughs> You're spot on this morning. Well, well. you know, I, I'm, I was due. Two men shot during an August attack in a Hadley store bathroom have been arraigned on drug charges. The Northwestern DA's office says 21-year-old Juan Hernandez of Schenectady, New York, and 21-year-old Raron Matos of Springfield were arraigned from their hospital beds at Bay State Medical Center, where they're recovering from injuries sustained in the August 22nd shooting inside the Hadley Walmart. The alleged shooter, 26-year-old Wilmer Alvarez of Chicopee, was ordered to hell without bail after a dangerousness hearing. Alvarez's alleged accomplice, 32-year-old Keila Fernandez, will be back in court for pretrial conference on September 20th. Uh, you know, you're the victim, yet you get charged. Well, um... They are the victim of what was a crime that they were participating in. Yeah. Yeah. So not quite the sympathetic subjects that one would be who was just somewhere minding their own business when they got injured. True. If you had just not been there, right. none of this would have happened. This is the, these, are, these are the kind of risks you take when you toil in the drug business. If Woody had gone straight to the police, this would have never have happened. Woody? You're, you never saw... How come nobody has ever seen that Woody Woodpecker uh, cartoon? Woody Woodpecker was an agitator. Where, he was an agitator. Where uh, he, was, he was buying maps to find the gold, and uh, he was getting scammed, and then there was this... Like, it was almost like a dragnet kind of opening to the cartoon where mm-hmm. there was this, like, detective, uh, you know, shadowy-looking detective who kept popping in throughout the cartoon going, if Woody had gone straight to the police, this would have never have happened. 
Well, I mean, not everybody remembers Woody Woodpecker dialogue well, quite as well as you do. I mean, I'm still focusing on Seinfeld. You're off to Woody Woodpecker. Well, I uh, like nostalgia. I, I guess uh, so. Like living the old days. Is this detective? Uh, was this detective a an animal character or a human? It was character? a human character. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. I may have actually found it. I think you probably did because it's probably one of the more popular Woody Woodpecker cartoons. Yeah. And he said, if what Woody if Woody had gone right to the police, this would never have happened. That's right. If Woody had gone right to the police, this would never have happened. I don't know that the police would take uh, a woodpecker as a reliable source. Well, they were trying to prevent Woody from being uh, scammed by Buzz Buzzard mm-hmm. throughout the entire cartoon. Yep. So they were protecting him. The police were. Yeah, they weren't uh, using him as a snitch or anything. No. When would the police uh, get into the business of uh, protecting woodpeckers, particularly ones with the reputation of Woody? I don't know. I'm just saying, uh, this is what I remember from the cartoon. You're trying to make it into something that it's not. Uh, it's just it's just fantasy. Well, John. I mean, the but thing I'm making you laugh, right? Yes, you are. Oh, yeah. You're making me giggle. <laughs> but like the thing, I mean, the thing, though. the thing is, you know, Woody was somewhat of a vigilante when you think about it. Always wanted to handle things in his own terms. Well, Woody was kind of a dick. Yeah, he was. Oh no, I'm not saying he didn't deserve to sometimes be victimized himself. He certainly put himself open to do that, but. He always wanted to do it his own way. Rarely ever asked for help. Certainly wasn't going to go to the police. What with his background and all. Yeah, but he could have had all that money in the treasure if he had found it. I suppose. A Northampton police lieutenant civil rights lawsuit against the city and its police chief can proceed. Police Lieutenant Alan Borowski filed the lawsuit last fall against police chief Jody Casper and other department and city officials. Uh, arguing that they have conspired in an attempt to destroy his law enforcement career. Borowski was investigated by the department after a number of allegations were made against him. The department's decision to discipline was ruled by an arbitrator to be, quote, not fair, leading the city to withdraw its findings of wrongdoing against Borowski, whose suit contends that his supervisor knew the charges against him were without merit, but disciplined him anyway. Is he still on the job? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think of course, he's... neither is Chief Casper. Right. So. Well, that's how these things go. I mean, when you take these court cases like that, it takes forever to do. Yeah, but in the meantime, there was uh, there was a story the other day about um, a lieutenant on the Springfield Police who is, um, I don't remember if he's suing or, or what he's doing, but he believes that he was bypassed uh, for uh, a captain's promotion several times based on race and uh, that uh, Commissioner Clapperud bypassed him for that reason and um, she points out that she has promoted several uh, both african-american and hispanic officers to either captain's positions or lieutenant's positions and that that's not you know it's not a uh, justifiable racial discrimination accusation there may have been other reasons to not elevate him yeah not to mention the fact that you're uh, as the commissioner or the chief you're, you're allowed to bypass uh, individuals occasionally. A uh, 55-year-old man who was wanted in connection with three bank robberies in New Hampshire was found at a Hampton Inn in Waltham on Monday. Michael Wells, who police say robbed three banks in August by handing the teller a note. He had a note from his doctor. <laughs> 
that claimed he had a gun was also wanted for a parole violation in Massachusetts, escaping a transitional home and failing to notify police of his new address as a registered sex offender. Oh, oh boy. so much going on there. The uh, parole violation in Massachusetts will be dealt with first before Wells is transferred back to New Hampshire to face charges. He's accused of the three robberies, the first of which occurred at the Citizens Bank in Manchester, New Hampshire on August 12th. He's also accused of robbing a TD bank in Nashua on August 25th and a St. Mary's bank in Manchester on August 26th. St. Mary's? Yeah. I never even heard of that. I bank. never heard of Yeah, what is that? Uh, uh, you got to have a, what was it, Steve Martin? You got to have a good name for a bank. Yeah. You Fred, can't just bank. Fred's bank. bank. <laughs> you got, uh, got $1,200? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll put it right here. Right here. Right in, in, my, in, my, in my white suit. Yeah. <laughs> right here in my white suit. Police said all three robberies were similar in nature, with the suspect handing the teller a note claiming he had a gun, but no weapon was shown. The teller gave Wells cash, and he left the bank. Wells is also wanted by the New Hampshire Department of Corrections oh, on escape man. status Jeez. after police said he walked away from the uh, Calmet transitional housing back in early August. This this is Woody Woodpecker. He is. If he had gone straight right to, to the, the police, police. Yeah. this would have never have happened. Uh, <laughs> well, he might as well have gone straight to the police. They were going to catch up to him some way. Prior to his arrest on Monday, multiple warrants were issued against him, including uh, for the robbery and duty to inform. Man, Bad you, got, dude. You, you got a lot of stuff going on there, yeah, pal. Yeah, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. A man was arrested in Hassex. I believe this is probably England for being drunk and disorderly after he tried to direct traffic in the middle of the road, uh, police have said. Another rather intoxicated male yesterday at 8.30 p.m., this time in the Cuckfield Road area of Hassex, decided he wanted to try his hand at directing traffic in the middle of the road. <laughs> he added that the, police added that the man ended up being arrested by a, uh, an officer, a team of officers for being drunk and disorderly. Yeah, I mean, you can't just... Uh, civilian without any training step out and uh, direct traffic how without... tough how hard is that to do hey it's not easy man and, and especially doing it naked yeah you know those uh, those extra road details that those trained police officers are on mm -hmm. you know yeah you gotta be able to text your wife or girlfriend and direct traffic at the same time <laughs> that's not fair why is Listen, that not fair? and if he's naked, you know the traffic is going to slow down because everyone's going to want to get a look. But you, you know how difficult it is to tell these guys to stop and those guys to go, and then oh, you switch yeah. it up every once yeah, in a while. Sounds just that simple. It is that simple. What kind of training they give you? All of what? Four or five minutes? Four or five hours? Please for for traffic. Yep. It sounds you like they wasted put, your time. You don't just put anybody out in the middle of the road for God's sake. They put you. I was trained, a certified. Certified. That's right. Certifiably nuts to I put was, you out on a road detail. I was directing traffic, by the way, at 16 years old in a four-way intersection. All right. You stand right here. And when people try to come through this way, you stop them. And when they try to come through that way, you wave them on. You oh, got yeah. It? Sure, sure. You, everybody's got a better way to do things. <laughs> I think that's the only way to do it. A new study found uh, women might find men more attractive if they mumble a lot. If they mumble a lot? Yeah. Why would a woman find that attractive? Well, that's why Gordon Lightfoot was getting all that action oh, back yeah, in the yeah, 70s. Bet he was. Yeah. Actually, it's probably better to not know what men are talking about. Researchers uh, recorded 42 people speaking and had a separate group uh, rate how attractive their voices were. People who mumble tend to blend their vowels together. So they all, uh, I can't even read it myself, they all rant. 
So they ran all the audio through a program that looked at speech patterns and how far apart different vowel sounds were. And they found that men who mumbled a lot got higher ratings than men who spoke clearly and were easy to understand. That's stupid. The opposite was true for female voices, though. Men thought that women who spoke clearly were more attractive than ones who mumbled. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I, I once uh, dated a, a low talker, and next thing you know, I'm wearing a puffy shirt on TV. Well, I'm not, I, you don't have to be a low talker, but um, I just I don't believe this. I think it's uh, fake news. Sad. You know, you say that about everything you don't agree with. Just because mm-hmm. you don't agree with it doesn't mean it's fake yeah. news. That's exactly what it was for four years. It wasn't that it was fake news. It was that he didn't agree with it. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm taking on that that lifestyle. I don't think oh, I don't that, think we need a replacement in that uh, situation. You're taking on that narcissistic boomer role we were talking about earlier. <laughs> mm, I don't know about that. Well, if you're comparing one to the other, yes, you would be a narcissist. <laughs> Why? Because you compare to you compare uh, uh, a personality trait with that of someone else that you're intentionally mockingly doing. I don't think that's narcissism. No, I just have to answer. But it's all not the, not narcissism. I just have to answer all the email complaints about you. No, oh, I see. <laughs> Why can't that guy shut up? I thought I was the only one who reads the email. Oh no, we all pass them around. No, we all pass them around mm. and we laugh. We pass out. <laughs> we thank each other when we wake well, we up. We laugh though. so hard, all the, the blood stops flowing through our brains. Uh, it is going to be a wet one today here in western Massachusetts as remnants from Hurricane Ida uh, flow in throughout the area. Going to be a flash flood watch uh, will be in effect for, uh, from 2 p.m. this afternoon through tomorrow afternoon. Could see up to six inches of rain in the Pioneer Valley. Uh, the high is 67 today. Tomorrow. Rainy and then clearing by the afternoon and a high of 71. It is 67 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Visit the 99 restaurants this Labor Day weekend for their backyard barbecue. Enjoy slow-roasted barbecue rib combos, St. Louis-style ribs paired with chicken, shrimp, or mac and cheese. This Thursday through Monday only, the 99, always the real deal. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But I have a story, and I don't know where to start. I'm good, but I feel alone in a crowd. I'm good, but nobody understands. I'm good, but the past keeps coming back. But I can't get out of bed. And I can't sleep. But I feel overwhelmed. I'm good, but I don't.